these are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. It's 49ers time. It's time to talk about 49ers Ravens. We have a pretty good idea now of who's going to be playing in this matchup and what that means. So let's get into the game preview show. We're going to be going over key matchups in this game, talking it back and forth, getting into some bold predictions, and of course, pick the winner of this Christmas Day matchup. And it's an absolute showdown. When you're talking about seeing NFL football at its highest level, this is what you're talking about. You want two very good teams, two very balanced, talented, uh, disciplined teams that are going to square off with good coaching staffs, good organizations, and good quarterbacks. And that's exactly what you're going to get in this matchup. You're getting the 49ers versus Baltimore Ravens. At this point in the season, both 11-3. and it's just been a fun year to watch both teams get to where they're at. And now this one can tip things in one way or the other. Uh, 49ers, of course, looking to hold on that number one seed in the NFC. That's exactly what they're playing for. And with Baltimore, they're trying to stay ahead of the Miami Dolphins and secure the number one seed in the AFC. They know that the easiest road to the Super Bowl is to have a first-round bye and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So both teams have something to play for in this matchup. Both these teams are going to be giving maximum effort, and it's going to be highlighted by the fact that this game is going to be primetime television. It's Christmas Day. Everyone's going to be watching Sunday night football, or sorry, Monday night football, when the 49ers and Ravens match up. And not just is it a matchup of two good organizations, but the balance that you find as far as talent distribution. Both of these teams just have talent all over the place, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You find some really talented players. And then there's going to be squaring off against a offense that's really, really good on both sides of the field. I am so excited for this matchup. I just can't wait to see Baltimore Ravens that I'm going to get into. I'm sorry, Baltimore Ravens versus 49ers. I'm going to get into the key matchups here in a second. But if you're going to be betting on this game, bet with Bet Online. All the major pro sports are in action this week with college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including the news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today and get into the action to see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And I always like to start on offense. Uh, the key matchup for the 49ers is usually the same thing. Every once in a while, it, it kind of differs. But the truth is, this is what makes the 49ers team go. And that's the run game. And you got a Baltimore Ravens defense that's very good at stopping the run. They give up 102 yards per game on the ground. That's very good. And really, the teams that have given them a little bit of fits have been the teams that have been able to establish a consistent run game. The Los Angeles Rams did a really good job of getting a run game going a couple weeks ago. And because of that, Sean McVay was able to take some plays off of that 
in the play-action game, moving the pocket, getting the ball down the field to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and the rest of his weapons. And it was really the efficiency of Kyron Williams that was able to get that going. That first drive for the Rams set the tone. Now, with the 49ers, it can go one or two ways. Sometimes teams decide that they're going to step up into the box, they're going to bring eight early, and they're going to make Brock Purdy beat them. And the 49ers have to go to an offensive scheme that really goes to loosen up that defense so they can establish a run game. In other cases, like the Seattle Seahawks, they kept two high safeties and had the 49ers run the football and said, hey, can you be successful running the football consistently? So you have to decide which way. We don't know exactly what we're going to get from the Ravens. That's just that clear. Uh, The Ravens do a multitude of different things on defense. And whatever they feel is the the main thing they need to take away, that's what they will. So I think the 49ers do need to establish a run game. I think they would like to do it early. But if the Ravens come in with a idea to take away that run game early, they have to be willing to allow Brock Purdy to go down the field and beat them, or to, to make the plays to beat the Ravens. And I think Brock Purdy is well-equipped to do that, and Kyle Shanahan is more comfortable with his quarterback position than I've ever seen him in his time in San Francisco. I don't think we've seen a confidence level of Shanahan in a quarterback like this since he had Matt Ryan in Atlanta. He is comfortable with Brock Purdy going through his progressions, making his reads, and making the nice, timely throw, accurate passes to the right guy at the right time. But establishing a run game is still highly important. Whether it happens initially when the game starts or it happens as the game progresses, getting Christian McCaffrey and this run game going makes everything easier for the offense. First off, what it does is it allows the offensive line to play going forward. Don't want to keep them consistently playing in their pass protection sets. When they have to go backwards like that, that's when you put yourself in some interesting situations. The Baltimore Ravens defense gets after the quarterback in a high level, and they have tons of guys along the line of scrimmage that can do it, from away to Matabuke uh, to uh, Jadavion Clowney. They're very talented along, and there's other guys in the middle that are, are just as talented as well. And it's a team effort when they rush. It's all five of those guys consistently putting pressure, not to mention all the blitz packages, all the times you see Patrick Queen or a Roquan Smith or an edge defender or a nickel corner coming off on a blitz. They do it very well. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for them to get after the quarterback. But if you start establishing the run and you start running the ball consistently, which the Fourniers have been able to do in their wins this year, They rush for almost 140 yards a game. And if you can get that run game going at some point during the game and you can start getting those linebackers to have to creep up, that's one of the most important things within this 49ers offense is getting Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen to have to come up and stop the run aggressively. And if there's one thing I could say about watching that linebacker group is they are absolutely aggressive. Getting them to come forward will create an opportunity for play action and RPO behind the linebackers. It opens up that window. Now, of course, we could see some different things from the Ravens, and we've seen it from week to week. We see the other teams run a lurk. Uh, They'll put one of those defenders right there in the box and try to take away the intermediate passes over the middle, and they can do that. But what we've seen when teams started to do that and those linebackers are biting is then you don't have hook-to-curl defenders. And when you don't, Kyle Shanahan gets it up the se- between the seam and the numbers to his receivers in an open area. 
Now, we are going to be missing one key cog on offense with Jawan Jennings being officially out with a concussion. That means, number one, you're going to have to count on other wide receivers to block at a high level. And number two, you're missing a real third down threat in conversions. So the 49ers are going to have to count probably on Chris Conley as far as blocking, and they're probably going to have to count on some of their tight ends and other players to make plays. So 49ers definitely have a loss there, but they have uh, plenty of playmakers that can make plays. I just don't want to discount how good Jawan Jennings is blocking and making key first down catches. Huge. So that is a big loss for the 49ers. But knowing how defenses react to what you're going to do is important. Here's the problem. The Ravens don't exactly react the way you want them to. So you have to make sure every single time you come up to the line of scrimmage, no matter what play you're running, that you're paying attention to what they're doing because they will throw some weird looks at you and some things you're not ready for, and they will drop right into a zone where you thought it was going to be open. So it's going to be important to get that run game going, and how it affects them afterwards is going to be a little bit of a determining factor about how you attack, whether that's over the middle of the field or that's between the seam and numbers. That's what we're going to find out. But establishing the run game is important because you want your linemen also to not have as much pressure. When linemen consistently have to be in a kick slide in their pass protection, uh, slide protecting, they're put in a more defensive position. When they're able to run the football, they're more of an offensive position where they can attack, they can get after you. You can also start moving the, moving the ball horizontally in the run game with outside zone and creating better windows when you come on your boot to throw the football. So that's why it's a main part of this, is, of this game is the run game for the 49ers. It's huge. You have to get those linebackers you know, up there, engage in the run game, and maybe that'll open up some things for George Kittle. We know George Kittle's probably going to have some tough matchups in this game. I'm curious exactly how they decide to cover him, if they're going to end up putting Kyle Hamilton on him, how many times he's going to get mar- uh, matched up with Marcus Williams or Geno Stone. Uh, those are going to be interesting, especially Geno Stone from Iowa. Uh, so that will be a fun matchup in this game. And I think it it definitely could be something the 49ers look to do. No Jennings, probably more reliance on George Kittle. We'll see how that one plays out. And, of course, you have McCaffrey, and I talked about this earlier in the week with matchups um, the 49ers have to exploit. McCaffrey and Debo versus linebackers in space. And I know how good Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen are, but still limiting, finding you know reasons why they're not you know the best at everything. You can find a, a little matchup here and there that you like. And even though those two are fantastic, they're aggressive, they hit, they run, and they track, and they play pretty good coverage, um, just like with any linebackers, whether it's Fred or Dre or whatever, if you get matched up with a prime playmaker like Debo or Christian McCaffrey in space, you're going to struggle. And I've seen Fred and Dre in practice so many times at training camp, and as good as they are, they can't cover Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel in space. Just It's, it's so tough to do. Number one, their route running is so good. Uh, but two, they're just so smooth, and they can create separation using their body. They can create separation just with their route running. Kyle Shanahan can scheme it up. You can do it with motions and shifts. Uh, so that's a matchup I love. McCaffrey and Debo versus the linebackers, and it's strength on strength. I mean, those are two of the best linebackers in the entire league. So ding, ding. You know, I mean, we talk about heavyweight fights. This one's going to be one of those good ones. Uh, but establishing the run game and then winning on those keys with McCaffrey and Debo you got to be able to win the time of possession. Winning the time of possession is going to be so important in this game because if you can have the ball, uh, you can keep that Baltimore offense off the field while wearing them down. 
And that's going to be one of the keys in this game is just making sure that you stay on schedule on first and second down. Make sure that when you come up, it's third and short, so that way you can get conversions, you can take care of the football, you can go on long drives. Now, the 49ers over the last few weeks have had so many explosive plays. And, you know, that's one thing that can definitely hurt. If you have so many explosive plays, your defense will probably play more time on the field. I mean, it's that simple. The 49ers haven't been winning the time of possession, but they've been scoring 45 points. You want to have a balance. You want to be able to play really close in time possession or win time possession while still having explosives. But when you have so many, uh, it's not a bad thing, but it just means there's going to be a tougher sledding for your defense. They're going to be on the field more, which means as the game progresses, they're going to get more tired. It's just one of those things you have to deal with. But establishing a run game kind of opens up everything you know, for this football team. And we know that the 49ers want to take advantage of using motions and shifts to get matchups you're looking for. And I think they're going to be looking to do that in this game. Another thing I want to go over quickly on offense is Brock Purdy versus the Blitz. Brock Purdy's been very good against the Blitz. The Ravens come with some of the most detailed uh, design blitzes that I've seen. They're really, really good. And uh, they come from all different areas. They can definitely put you in a world of hurt getting a free rusher on you. So that's going to be something the 49ers want to take advantage of is making sure when they do blitz, you can hit them with it. Uh, you want to make sure you you get it to your hot read. Make sure you have blitz beaters. There's going to be things that they do in this game to do that. Another thing that I think the 49ers need to do in this game is I think the 49ers need to have some situations where they have four receivers to one side. And this has been pretty consistent for the 49ers. It puts defenses in a world of hurt. And I think what it could do against the Baltimore Ravens is cause them to drop off one of their outside linebackers in space. 49ers did this to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they did it pretty successfully, forcing Hassan Reddick, forcing uh, Sweat into coverage because they have to take a little bit of a zone away. And by doing that, you make it so they only rush four. Maybe they rush four and then blitz, but you get one of their really, really good pass rushers in space. And the 49ers can do that and run it to Jadavion Clowney's side. You might be able to get Clowney in space in a matchup that you like. Just a little food for thought, something to watch in this game. Get three receivers to one side, have McCaffrey on that side uh, of the quarterback, and you have four eligibles to one side of the defense and just see how the defense handles it. I think that could be a key matchup in this game uh, is just getting that to happen because let's just be honest, you want to get as many of those guys in space as you can. When you talk about yak yardage, that's where the 40 yards are really successful. Well, the Ravens are the best tackling team after the catch in the NFL. They give up 4.4 yards uh, per catch after the catch. 40 yards at 4.5. So these are two of the best teams in the whole league at tackling and preventing yak. You look at the 40 yards, they're the yak monsters, the yak attack, yak bros, whatever you want to call them. They have to make sure they get yards after the catch, and the Ravens are going to make it so they have to earn every single inch that they possibly get on the field. So this is going to be a really, really good matchup, offense versus defense. But let's talk about that third and lo- third third uh, down situation a little bit. Because the 49ers offense is an elite third down team. 48% uh, conversion rate. And they're inching closer to 50% every week it goes up. We know 50 is the gold standard where you want to be. When you look at the Ravens defense, they're at 35%. That is the gold standard for defense in the league. I mean, if you can get to 30% or lower, right? That's like the elite of the elite. 
Uh, but 35% and below is exactly where you want to be. The Ravens are really good at getting teams off the field on third down. And the 49ers are really good at converting on, on third down and staying ahead of the sticks. One of the reasons the 49ers have been so good at it, though, they just don't face too many third downs. I mean, most teams face double-digit third downs a game. 49ers, anywhere from six to eight. Uh, they just don't. They stay on schedule. They stay ahead of schedule. When I say stay on schedule, I mean getting at least three to four yards per play. When you do that, you leave yourself with a third and manageable that you can convert. You stay If you're uh, ahead of schedule, that means you're getting eight or nine on first down, uh, seven, eight, nine, and then you're able to convert on second. That is where you really want to be, ahead of schedule. But you'll take staying on schedule against a very good defense like Baltimore. You just want to make sure you have convertible third down situations. Because let's be honest, just because you have third and short doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Just because you have fourth and one doesn't mean you're going to be successful. All you have to do is rewind to the Arizona Cardinals versus Baltimore Ravens game. And in that game, the Cardinals had a few situations where they could have put some pressure on Baltimore nearing field goal range, nearing scoring opportunities. The Ravens were able to get key third and fourth down stops and get the ball back from Arizona. And that was huge. Uh, That game, the Baltimore Ravens took control because of those types of situations, and their offense never looked back. Their defense played tough. So you need to make sure you stay on schedule and that you convert on third down consistently, and vice versa. The 49ers' defense has to get off the field. This hasn't been the number one uh, thing that they've done this year. They've somewhat struggled on third down this season. It's not terrible, but they're middle of the road. You know, I mean, they're they're not one of the best teams in defense is on third down, and they're just not. Uh, they give up third down conversions on 40%. That 5% is huge between them and the Baltimore Ravens defense. And on offense, the Ravens are at 42%. It's not exactly a strength, but it's not a weakness. They're up the, you know, top half of the league. So 49ers need to try to limit Baltimore Ravens' success on third down, and they need to get off the field. You can't allow Lamar Jackson and this offense to have more opportunities to be successful. So winning the time of possession is going to be important in this game, and part of the way you do it is by making sure you convert on third downs. Also, you got to limit turnovers. I mean, that's huge in this game. you got to limit turnovers. I'll talk about that a little bit uh, in a bit. But on defense, uh, it, it's, it's not that difficult to figure out what you have to do. The 49ers just saw the Arizona Cardinals go off for over 200 yards rushing. You have to stop the run. And yes, there's been a huge loss for the Baltimore Ravens at the running back position. And with that comes Gus Edwards and a more physical approach and a physical attack. Yes, they're going to have Melvin Gordon. We'll see what he ends up you know, offering or, or how much he's involved in this Baltimore Ravens run game. And then we know we'll see Justice Hill on third down, and he's a, a very good at catching the ball in the backfield, picks up, um, you know, he's helps in protection. He's good at picking up blitzes and things like that. So we know what they've got. But the reason that is so important is you're going to be without Eric Armstead. And without Armstead, that puts more pressure on everyone else. Now, the good news is with Javon Hargrave likely playing in this game, Hargrave and Kinlaw, it changes the rotation. It takes it more back to Seattle. That was the rotation they had for the first half before Hargrave went down. With having that, you could stop the run. Now, your rotation behind that is a little bit more suspect. I'm comfortable with Kevin Givens. I worry about him against duo blocks, but if he can create penetration, he can create havoc. With T.Y. McGill, he's in the same category. 
So that's where it gets a little interesting. If they can do a block when those two are in as a tandem, that's where I worry about the 49ers. 49ers are also going to be missing starting Sam linebacker Oren Burks for a second straight week. And we know Burks is a good tackler. He's always good in run fits, gets to his spot, where he's supposed to be and makes plays. Fred talked about this week the fact that they have to make sure uh, that they're in the right spot in their run fits because they weren't last week all the time. They weren't as aggressive. They didn't pull the trigger as fast. And a lot of that was defensive linemen were getting pushed back. So if this defensive line can hold up, they have an opportunity to slow this run game down. But it's not going to be easy. The good news for them is, hey, yeah, Gus Edwards is fast enough to get to the edge occasionally, uh, but he doesn't have the speed to consistently get on the edge and make huge plays uh, down the field. But with it comes a more down-your-throat type style from Baltimore. They can get right on you. They can pin and pull. They can duo block. Uh, There's going to be some interesting matchups there. We know that pulling is something they do in their game, and part of the reason why is because Lamar Jackson makes it difficult for you to overcommit to stopping them when they pull. Lamar puts so much pressure on a defense, and one of the keys to stopping this Baltimore Ravens defense or offense is to put pressure on Lamar. And you got to keep putting pressure on Lamar. Uh, Lamar Jackson has, you know, definitely started creating um, in the, you know, in the passing game a lot more from the pocket than he did in the past. Uh, he's definitely grown. Really good football player. And yes, he creates all kinds of opportunities in the run game. He is the Baltimore Ravens leading rusher. So you know that you have to account for him in the run game. That read option difficult his scrambling is probably the worst part uh, because you're back there you're trying to put pressure on him everyone else is in coverage and all of a sudden he finds a little crevice and he takes off through it and here you go lightning in a bottle the guy can absolutely explode and make plays down the field And, and it's not just down the field with his legs anymore but he escapes the pocket extends it and then throws the ball deep down the field uh lamar jackson is is more than what we used to see he's not that 2019 version the 49ers play. This guy's a more mature, more balanced uh, quarterback, and the 49ers are going to have their hands full. And Nick Bosa talked a little bit about uh, Lamar Jackson and exactly what they have to do to try to stop Lamar and this passing game. Um, just uh, taking him out of his comfort zone, uh, taking the space out of his run game stuff, and he's their top rusher. So, yeah, just making him uncomfortable in the pass game, getting not rushing scared, um, not trying to mirror like we did sometimes against some of the other mobile guys, but um, getting on him and, and wrapping him, wrapping him up so he can't break tackles. You can't mirror. You can't do some of the things you've done to some of the other uh, quarterbacks that you face, right? He's unlike Jalen Hurts. He's unlike Kyler Murray. And the reason is he can beat you from within the pocket. So you can't rush scared. You have to put pressure on him. That's exactly what Nick Bosa is saying. And I think it gives a little bit of a glimpse into the game plan to stopping Lamar Jackson. And, you know, you also have to make sure there's no space for him to be able to, you know, fill space in the run game. Uh, 49ers are going to have to have a very disciplined uh, approach to stop Lamar Jackson. He's a very talented guy. And let's be honest, if the 49ers can some some way neutralize or slow down Lamar Jackson, they have a really good chance to win the football game because Lamar Jackson is the key cog for this team. And a lot of quarterbacks are, but Lamar is a key cog, not just in the passing game, but in the run game as well. And his explosiveness off the edge makes it so, yeah, you want to crash, you want to take away that play to the middle, um, that dive, as Steve Wilkes calls it, 
well, that's fine. Lamar's going to pull it around the outside. And if you decide that, hey, on this one, we're going to switch and it's going to be the linebacker's responsibility on Lamar, uh, number one, Lamar's a good enough athlete. He can beat you in space. Fournier's have to be really good at tackling this week, really good at leverage this week. It's very important to be disciplined and make sure you don't let Lamar Jackson in the open space. But the problem with it is you do that, and all of a sudden they start running RPO. And your linebacker moves and vacates his area where he's supposed to be, and they run a little slant pass behind it to Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, who, let's be honest, with the ball in their hands are absolutely dynamic. So it creates some interesting dilemmas for the 49ers. So they know they got their hands full. They got to get after Lamar Jackson. Don't expect to see the Jalen Hurts treatment that you saw. It's going to be different. Lamar is just a different beast, and that's what you're going to have to do. Um, but I like what, what Bosa said, you know, make him uncomfortable. And I think that's always the key for any, any quarterback, and doing it is easier said than done. We've seen the 49ers make several quarterbacks this year look uncomfortable. When they did, they had great success. The ones who didn't look uncomfortable picked the 49ers apart. Uh, Joe Burrow did not look uncomfortable against the 49ers. Now, that was a different type of game plan and a different type of way that the 49ers played. That was pre-bye week. Uh, since then, the 49ers have definitely changed. They've disguised more coverages. They've got more intent on bringing pressure. It's a different style of defense, but this is the toughest test that the 49ers are going to face in a running mobile quarterback like Lamar, who also has the ability to win from the pocket, but also extend plays and go downfield. So how do you do that a little bit? Well, one way is to take away reads one and two. And I know a lot of people are saying, hey, Lamar can read progressions, and I understand that. And the, the main key part of this is not about you just take away run and two and he can't do anything, but you take one and two away, and that's what gives your defensive line the opportunity to get home. Because if you take away one and two, he can't get rid of the football as quickly. Now, one of the things I just talked about, Joe Burrow, part of the reason he was successful is one or two were usually open. But the 49ers have started playing more tight coverage. They've been in wide receivers' faces. They've been making it difficult. So if the 49ers can play sticky coverage and take away reads one and two and make Lamar get to the backside of his progression or, I mean, even make him go through his progression with nothing being there, then you have an opportunity to get him down and get him sacked. Because he does hold on to the football, and when he scrambles, it does leave opportunities to get him down. He's been sacked 35 times this season. For a mobile quarterback, that's not unique. I think Jalen Hurts has been sacked more than him, but uh, this is something you see. And for a guy like him, he wants to make plays down the field. And with a new offensive coordinator, he's been staying in the pocket more. It gives the 49ers some opportunity. You heard Nick Bosa say, I, we don't want to rush scared. You want to get after him, which means the 49ers intent on putting pressure and making Lamar Jackson feel uncomfortable by putting pressure. Now, they're still going to have to make sure they get wins against a pretty good Baltimore Ravens offensive line, but there are avenues to do so, all the while making sure you keep pass rush lane integrity because if Lamar Jackson gets six inches of space, who knows what will happen. I will say this, going back and watching some of the games of the Baltimore Ravens this year, when teams have blitz, they have been able to get to Lamar Jackson and get him to the ground. So getting pressure on Lamar and getting sacks is not out of the question. It's just a little bit different. And then when it comes to the wide receivers, you have Zay Flowers, you have Odell Beckham Jr., you have Bateman, you have Aguilar. But when it comes to Flowers and Odell Beckham, respect the speed, but don't over-respect the speed. And I started this last week when I was talking about Rondell Moore and I was talking about Hollywood Brown is the speed factor a lot of times would force the 49ers 
to go ahead and play a bail coverage a lot of times in their cover three, but give so much space that they would, when they drove on the football, it was easy catches underneath. And Ambry Thomas is one that really struggles with that concept. Now he's gotten better and he's gotten better. But you have to make sure even when you're supposed to give cushion, even when you're supposed to bail, that you don't do it so much that you leave them really easy opportunities underneath for very comfortable catches. Like I talked about, you have to take away reads one and two. Well, if you're playing that far off, one's going to be easy. So you have to make sure that you limit their effectiveness of that, make him go deep into his progression, and make sure that these receivers don't have easy opportunities. Of course, you never want to give up an explosive play down the field, but you can't let these teams strategically pick you apart underneath either. So that's going to be one of the keys in this game is to not allow easy throws because you over-respect that speed. Now, I told you we were going to talk about turnovers, and we are. Uh, you have to make sure you win the turnover battle in this game. Um, both of them have been pretty good at taking care of the football this year. The 49ers have 12 turnovers on the season. Baltimore Ravens with 16. You look at takeaways, the 49ers have 25 takeaways this year. to The Baltimore Ravens, 21. So both teams, they can get their hands on the football as a defense. And if they do, that's going to enhance their opportunities to win this game. Winning the turnover battle usually dictates who wins games in the NFL. Convert on third down, win the time of possession, and get turnovers, and usually win the game. When you're talking turnover differential, 49ers are plus 13. Ravens are plus 5. So the 49ers are plus 8 over the Ravens. Of course, that doesn't mean anything. You need to be plus in this game. 49ers need to have the turnover advantage to make sure they can secure a win against the Baltimore Ravens. Sudden change plays are going to be huge in this matchup. So I look for the 49ers to try to get some turnovers against Lamar. Lamar will give some opportunities, uh, but he d hasn't really turned over the ball much this year. He's taking care of it. Only seven turnovers this season um, as far as interceptions. So he's done a really good job. And the 49ers, Brock Purdy, same category, seven interceptions. So take care of the football. Don't make mistakes. And you have a really, really good chance to win. But, uh, of course, nothing's easy uh, for by any any case against these two teams. And now it's time for the wow, that's bold predictions. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> Whoa. 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 It's got to be really bold. It's got to be. Whoa. And my bold predictions change every single week, of course. And this one is a little bit more unique. I don't think I've ever went with either one of these throughout the entire season. But I think my first wild that's bold prediction is that the 49ers are going to hit 400 yards of offense. You know, I'd be saying, hey, that doesn't seem uh, too bold. That doesn't seem too shocking. 49ers just went for 500 plus against the Cardinals. Yeah, they did. But here's the thing. The Baltimore Ravens defense gives up 287 yards per game. Very good. 49ers are going to go for over 400 is what I'm saying. But when you're talking about the opponent that they're playing, the 49ers are going to do it. And what do I talk about every single time when I talk about the, the yards and the tail of the tape that you want to have about 250 through the air and 150 on the ground. I don't know if that's going to be the breakdown the 49ers get. I think it's going to be tough to get 150 yards on the ground against the Baltimore Ravens defense. But I think the 49ers are going to find a way to get 400 yards. And I think that's going to produce some opportunities for them to get touchdowns. But what it's going to do is win the time of possession. And that's the key. And you need to make sure you win the time of possession against the Baltimore Ravens. And then my other offensive wild that's bold is that the 49ers are going to go perfect in the red zone. 
And that might sound crazy. I don't know how many opportunities they're going to have. But I think when they get in the red zone, they're going to score touchdowns. The 49ers are the best in the NFL at scoring touchdowns in the red zone when they have an opportunity. And one of the bugaboos for the Rams when they played Baltimore, they couldn't, they couldn't score touchdowns in the red zone consistently. They kicked too many field goals. That can't happen for the 49ers, and I don't think it will. I think the 49ers are going to find ways to get touchdowns in the red zone, even though Baltimore is good in that area. Now, over on the defensive side of the ball, I used this one last week, and it was Charverius Ward that had the interceptions. But I'm doubling down because I do think Diamond Lenore is going to have a good game. I think he's going to go out and compete. He's going to make plays. He's going to have an interception. I really believe it. Demo is due for another interception. I think he gets one in this game. So let's go, Demo. The hyena finally getting some recognition. I wish a lot more people understood how good Diamond Lenore has been this year. His ability to play outside corner, inside corner, uh, that transition. It's one of the toughest things to do in the entire league. Uh, and he probably won't get enough respect for it. And he'll fly under the radar. The only place he won't is with 49er fans and with, um, you know, the local media. Other than that, it's going to fly under the radar. So his his teammates know how good he is. The fans know how good he is. And that's what's important. And if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan and you're watching this, check out number two on Monday. I mean, Diometer Lenore battles just so good. He needs recognition um, just the way that you guys, you know, really like your guys. And you're always talking to me about making sure Geno Stone gets the recognition that he deserves, uh, which he should. Uh, the same thing goes for Diameter Lenore. He's a really good player. And I think Drake Greenlaw is going to force a fumble. I think he's, he's going to find a way. He likes to punch. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I heard Melvin Gordon was going to play. I think a peanut punch by Drake Greenlaw could force a fumble in this matchup. And I think the Fourniers get their hands on one fumble, and I think Drake Greenlaw is going to cause a fumble to happen. Now, here it comes. Score prediction. 49ers versus Ravens. Monday night, Christmas. I think it's going to be a great game. I think this game is going to go back and forth. I think there's going to be big-time plays from both offenses, big-time plays from both defenses. When it's all said and done, I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this. And I think they're going to score 30 points. I do. I, I think the 49ers offense is rolling at an all-time level. I think they're going to find some avenues to be able to score some points. And I think they're going to win this game 31-20. to 20. And I know that score might surprise everyone. And I think there's going to be times that they're really close. I just think the 49ers are going to make enough plays to get this thing done. I do think the Ravens are going to have some success on the ground without Eric Armstead being a part of the rotation. And I think they're going to find some cool matchups for them on offense versus our defense. But I do think the 49ers defense is going to hold up when it matters, and they're going to make just enough plays, and they're going to win this game. It's going to be a great one. I can't wait for Christmas. I can't wait for this matchup between two fantastic teams. Whatever happens, whatever the outcome, these two teams are going to be a force in the playoffs. I do think the 49ers win. Could it be a Super Bowl preview? Uh, that's to be seen. There's a lot of games that have to be won still before that happens. But if the 49ers win, it puts them right in the position they want to be, the driver's seat, to be able to get that number one seed in the playoffs. Uh, so hopefully it happens. Just like always, please like and subscribe. If you subscribe to the channel, it doesn't cost you a thing, but it does a lot to help me. I really appreciate it. On the push for 5K. Audio platform, 40 yards cutback on Believe, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, daily uploads. Uh, so if, if you guys like listening to daily content, it's always available for 40 yards cutback from me, Ant. Uh, so check that out. And this episode was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. That's the game preview show. I will not be doing a game reaction show after the game. It's Christmas Day. 
I'll be enjoying time with family, but the Game Reaction Show will come out on Tuesday. So uh, join me for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you guys all have a really good Christmas. Uh, but until the next one, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.